0: Welcome to You Belong, I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in, even when you don't, because you know you belong. It's Michelle. I'm excited to bring back to you part two of the interview with Crystal Joy, showing us all how to find Christ in crazy. I want Crystal to come back on reintroducing herself with a belong story. So Crystal first, share with us a time or times where you felt like you didn't belong.
1: There are several different times where I didn't feel like I belonged. That's a very good question. I think one of those times was when I was in high school, so performing arts school in Louisville, Kentucky, and they took performing arts to a whole different level. Even on the social realm, it was very interesting because it was beyond my upbringing, and I didn't understand how to fit into that. Um, and then there are other times that I feel like I don't belong. <laughs> is when you know how I girls are when we're around a group of women who are just gloriously beautiful, you know, Hollywood gorgeous kind of thing. And I've always been basically your average chick. (laughs) And I like that. So I don't have to get extra dressed up for anything. I can just be me. And then from time to time, I have moments in my life where a tragedy has happened or Something that was a setback has happened, and I felt like I didn't belong. And one of those things was in the process of uh, my former husband divorcing me. And where I worked, I felt like I didn't belong. When I got home, it felt like I didn't belong. And no matter where I went, I just felt like a complete outcast of the entire world, And that, I think, comes with the territory of all of what was going on at the time. And, oh, and then there was another thing that happened around that time was my mom passed. And it's a different kind of feeling like you don't belong. And that is the fact that the grief was so heavy. I was in another world and I felt like I it happened right before the holidays, which is super duper difficult. And everybody was happy and everybody was enjoying their family and their lives, et cetera. And it was extremely difficult. And you know how you don't want to, you know, be a nuisance to people when they're having a great time. And it was just really difficult. But In all of those things, the Lord was really, really showing me how amazing he is. (laughs) He is always amazing. And how I was able to find the joy in the midst of all of it. Um, There's always joy in it because uh, the joy you find because the real joy only comes from God. And it comes in spite of any kind of tumultuous situation or sad situation. You just seek the face of God and it's amazing what can happen. It sounds crazy, but you know, you can always find Christ in crazy. (laughs) I just want to thank Crystal
0: Joy, uh, host of 92Q, Nashville's Joy in the Morning on Sunday for being willing to share her belong story. And even as she shared in the interview the other week, what I constantly hear in your stories as you share your life journey and finding Christ in crazy is um, to be in tune who and what you're focused on. And it seems to me you always know and begin to focus on you are a victor and not a victim. With Christ in crazy, you can overcome all things. How can she talk about that with a smile on her face? Because she is a victor, not a victim.
1: I'm so glad you said that because I was about to say what the Lord was showing me yesterday in two different uh, scripture references or, or story situations. In the Old Testament, when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, come on. And in the New Testament, when Peter asked Jesus when he was walking across the water, if that is you, Lord Jesus, please bid me to come. And Jesus, and then Peter started walking, came out of the boat and started walking on the water. Now, when Peter got outside of the boat and started walking on the water, then he started sinking. And I skipped a part in that mm-hmm. for a reason. Now, the next morning, when the king that threw Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, I believe, threw him in the lion's den, And the next morning, he was still alive, and the the lions never even opened their mouths. They were hungry, but they never opened their mouths to uh, attack him. What is the difference between those two? And that is where they were looking, Mm. where their focus was. Mm -hmm. Daniel's focus was on the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Not standing and screaming. Oh my God! Please don't bite me. You know? <laughs> None okay. of that. But uh, but Daniel, Daniel, um, in the midst of that, yeah. he, was, oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, he was, he was like, oh, I don't, you know, I forgot about that one too. Daniel, uh, because God was in even in that, you know, yeah. even the enemy saw that there were four in there, you know, with mm. uh Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There, there, there were four. Mm-hmm. in there. Who was the fourth one? He even said mm-hmm. himself, it looks like a God. Come on. Yeah. So Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, right. right. So they weren't, even with them, they weren't running around in the flames going, oh, I got to get inside him. No, they didn't have to. He said mm-hmm. that they were walking. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's in fire that's walking. No. Just like with Daniel, he was not crying and screaming, get these lions off of me. Please don't let these lions touch me. No. He knew God beyond a shadow of a doubt, and when he was there, who did he keep his mind on? Okay, now with mm-hmm. Peter, and not any condemnation to Peter, when he started looking at the water and realizing, "I'm walking on water," wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be walking on. Then he sunk. Okay, so it's about focus. It's about where's your mind. And one of the things, and it's so funny you should say that. <laughs> when I, by the time I got home and I was responding. Uh, to those individuals who were asking for prayer on social media, Uh, when I was responding to them in prayer and everything, I constantly got people were constantly sending me these horror stories Mm. about um, people literally videotaping themselves. Hey, you got to get here. Oh, my God, these people are taking this seriously. Oh, my God, they're dying. And I said, now, you know, if you listen to that, couple of times a day, never mind if I listened to every single one that's sent. And I mean, they're sent constantly all day. Imagine where your head is at. Because mm-hmm. I started getting fearful. I started thinking, and it's funny because I started pulling out the Clorox wipes and, and the Lysol. and But even at work, at my part-time job, I'm the only one in the office. I'm the mm-hmm. only one coming in the office. Uh-huh. So once the, the the guy that I was relieving he had already he's a neat freak and a, a cleaning fanatic.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: he waited until I got there and he showed me that he was cleaning again and he said, "Please clean again if you need to, clean again if you." Need. I said, "No, I'm good." And but I found myself cleaning again. But every time I would hear or someone would send me a negative um and I don't I don't want to say negative in the sense of saying that I am disregarding the hurts of other people, the fears and the sadness of other people. I'm not saying I'm disregarding that. I'm not disregarding that at all. But to sit there and meditate on that, what are you feeding into your mind and your spirit? No, I am going to feed on the word. I am going to feed on worship. I am going to believe God no matter what. Yes, I'm going to pray for those individuals. And I am going to, like, um, my aunt died suddenly uh, on Wednesday. And, I mean, I was a crying nutcase because it, it's, she was one of my favorite aunts. She, she and my uncle cared for my mom, who lives in Chicago, and I lived in the Nashville area, for several years until my mom passed away. But we were always close. I loved my Aunt Julie tremendously, and she's hilarious and truly loves the Lord uh, and loving him even more at this point. Uh, and it was devastating for me. It was devastating. However, I was telling uh, the guy that's producer on the show that's on there, on my, on my show with me. And I, I jokingly said I got arrested last Wednesday. I got arrested last week. And he said, uh, hopefully in the Holy ghost. And I said, Oh, okay. Now now you saying but, It was, the Holy Spirit arrested me because he said, okay, go ahead and cry. Go ahead and get it out. Okay. So when you're done, all right, know that I am with you and I am with the family. Mm. What is it that you need from me? And because I'm not bringing her back. Mm. She doesn't want to come back. (laughs) Right. She has seen me, she has seen me, you know, all of these things you're praying about that everybody mm-hmm. says we want to come home to glory. Well, she's there. Right. So she, she came, you know, in a way that, you know, I didn't really want her to because she was a diabetic and she should not have been eating what she was eating, but that's, that's neither here nor there. What can I do for you now? And I started praying that God would send somebody to help my uncle because mm. my other aunts and uncles were 70s and up, and they were afraid to come out of the house. Mm. So I was so concerned about somebody giving him the support he needed because they were like two peas in a pod. Right. So a few days later, my youngest brother was able to finally get him on the phone. I finally got, I got the phone number, his new number, from uh, his daughter who lives in Washington. So she wasn't able to come. And that was very heartbreaking for her. But I got her his number, passed it around to all the family members. My youngest brother contacted him. We were on three-way on the phone. And my uncle's voice sounded at peace. Mm. And he was able to peacefully explain to me what had transpired. Nice. And then I heard him laugh Mm -hmm. And chuckle and say how blessed he was. I'm not going to cry. That his church and his church groups that he's connected to have gone over and above to be there for him. Wow. And Mm -hmm. and the fact that his his wife's son, his, his stepson, and unfortunately the grandchildren found her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I think she had already passed at that point. I'm not totally sure. I think they may have been trying to revive her, uh, found her, but they were there. So they were there to comfort each other. Mm-hmm. And they had been visiting in the midst of this, um, crisis slash mm-hmm. opportunity. Cause that's what Dr. Miles was saying that mm-hmm. we need to see the crisis as an opportunity Uh, of whatever God has called. So God answered my prayers in that. And from then on, even though I feel myself tearing up, Mm -hmm. he reminds me that, hey, 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 I got this. (laughs) I got this. It may be crazy, but I got you. I got you. And then he gave me another reminder when I was, and I pray this is helping people, I really do because God hears, God sees, and God knows. I kept wondering, did she ever see my message I posted on Facebook? Because that's how we communicated nonstop on a regular. She had the greatest jokes and the greatest inspiration uh, because she said she wasn't going to call me off because she said, I know you're a busy girl. (laughs) (laughs) But I posted, hey, you guys, friends and family, please let me know your status, how you're doing. And last night, I, I saw her response mm. and immediately the hurt kicked in uh, because I got ready to respond to her, to type a message back to her. And I realized she would never get it. Wow. And I started wow. going down and I said, oh, Jesus, Jesus, I, I got to get away from this desk. I got to go around and make my rounds in the building because I hate this. I hate this. and. Mm-hmm. I ran into <clears throat> one of the residences, because it's a high-rise building, apartment building. And she was very, very kind and said, oh, my God, you look fantastic. And, and she said, you're okay, right? And I explained to her what had happened. And after I said it, and, uh, of course, I didn't come anywhere near her,
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I went Six feet, social
0: distancing.
1: Yes, yes, I love you. I'm hugging you from the distance. And so, because, uh, you know, God says use wisdom now. Mm -hmm. So I go downstairs, I go back downstairs to my desk, and before I could get out of the elevator, the Holy Spirit said to me, I just gave you confirmation that she is with me. Mm. Her message said, this is the day before she passed. Mm. Her response was, hey, girl, I'm doing wonderful. Bless the Lord Jesus in his name. How are you? (laughs) I said, wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because, And you have to recognize that the sorrow that you feel, there's two, two different incidences that, that took place in the Bible that makes reference to the fact that God knows our sorrows, never mind scriptures. There are moments when Christ came to Lazarus' grave and everybody was weeping. What is it that say What does it say the first thing that Jesus did when he got there? Mm-hmm. Two words: Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew yep. knew that he was the, you know, that he was the redeemer of everything. He still wept with you. He
0: still wept.
1: He still weeps with us. Yes. He still comforts us in the midst of the crazy. Yep. And there's there's a reason behind it all. Romans 828 wasn't just put there just as a joke. Come on. Mm. And then the second time that you see that he has compassion and he has love in spite of all oh, things. Mm. Is when he died on the cross. And mm. what did he say? Forgive them. Yep. For they know not what they do. And when I saw the Passion for Christ, I was like, bump that.
0: <laughs> so
1: I'm on off of that and start pimp slapping some people because this is crazy. Pimp slapping. <laughs> 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 Girl, I'm telling you, I had to be honest with myself and I had to repent in that moment because I could, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying to me, While I was sitting there in the movie, he said, would you like me to do that to you when you're out of order? Mm. Uh, Well, mm. 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 I'm glad when this movie is over (laughs) because there's so much conviction. There was so much conviction in that moment. None of us are superior. Neither one of us are superior to to each other. Mm -hmm. We're not. I don't care how much education. I don't care what race. I don't care. We're all on the same plane. We are all filthy rags. Yep. But here is the contrast between filthy rags and fearfully and wonderfully made. It sounds so crazy. It's so crazy, but it's Christ. How yep. can you be fearfully and wonderfully made and filthy rags as well? Wow. When you recognize that you are a filthy rag,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't negate the original plan. And the real truth that God made us fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, which one are you going to to meditate on? Which one are you going to be intentional about? Which one are you going to be focused on? Being fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. Now, who gives you clarity of what that means? The almighty God. Now, you can be a filthy rag if you want. You can go cussing out everybody if you want. You can go fornicating all you want. You can go committing adultery or or living an ancestral life. You can do that because he has given us a will. But there's no peace in it.
0: Thanks for coming on the show. Any, um, any way people can reach out, keep in touch with you. You prefer how people Oh, reach
1: yeah. Out sure, sure. Ah, uh, they can always reach out to me on my website at cjoyministries dot com. That's c j o y ministries dot com. Um, and uh, they can also contact me through contact cjoy at gmail.com.
0: On Instagram, you are
1: yes. contactcjoy. Um, contact, c Joy. contact, contact c c Joy.
0: Joy. Thanks again for Crystal Joy sharing her heart and her story and i remembered as she was talking a guest i had on a while ago about marathons and she was sharing how she's able to persevere no matter what's going on and she's trying to finish a marathon and she said every mile she dedicates to someone and i was thinking about crystal and sharing her story of um finding Christ and even joy in the midst of uh, crazy sorrow and losing uh, her loved one like her aunt. And I would love to dedicate um, this episode to her, aunt Judy, and thank Crystal for coming on to encourage others, even as she's encouraging herself in this season. The other thing that came to mind as she was sharing is the scripture in Philippians 4, um, verses 6 through 9 but I want to start at verse four. And um, this is the New Living Translation. And it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. And pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So I encourage you as you listen to news reports, as you may glance at the statistics, to focus your eyes on the numbers recovered. Focus your eyes on the families that have been apart for years that are now coming back together. Fix your eyes on what is good, what is lovely, even about your businesses, even in filing unemployment, even in seeing that there's a need for a stimulus, that there's always something to fix your eyes upon, and even not in the natural, in the spirit realm, realm and thank God thank God for the ears that you have right now to even hear my voice as it cracks (laughs) thank God that you're able to even have the internet access Lord God and even for those homes that were plagued by storms even the last weekend thank God that the power does return that the power comes on again but thankful for God for those who already believe in you that the resurrection power never goes away and never burns out as long as we continue to fix our thoughts on you, as we continue to tap into you as our source for everything that we need, as the source of our joy, not in our circumstances, not in our bank accounts, not in our jobs, and not even in our relationships all the time. And God, help us to pray for one another to be healed and whole in every way. Help us to take responsibility for ourselves, for our families, for our communities. And help us to not point fingers at one another, but help us to lovingly see us all walk through this, not as victims, but as victors. God, I thank you for releasing solutions right now. I know this show is typically on reserve for leaders and um, businesses who want to be encouraged in how to move their business forward by faith. This is how, by fixing your eyes, by your mindset, by where focus, are focused, by your intentionality. So I thank God for Crystal Joy right now. I ask that you bless her businesses and her ministries. Thank you for, Lord God, every production and play she's written that hasn't been seen yet. Thank you that there is a new normal, but even in that new normal coming, that God, there still be a need for Crystal Joy plays and books to be read and shared. Thank you for there would still be a need for people coming together in person. God, I thank you that you give wisdom and release witty inventions um, in this season of opportunity. Uh, you heard Crystal refer to that. She had sent me a video a few weeks back now and it was by Dr. Miles Monroe years ago called Over, uh, Overcoming in a Season of Crisis. And while Dr. Miles Monroe is no longer here, he shared an encouraging word and, and thought about how in another country like China, the word crisis does not even exist in their language. Because instead of that, there's a word called Opportunity because every time there's a crisis, they know out of it comes opportunity. So my prayer right now for listeners is that you embrace the opportunity of this season. Embrace the opportunity of more family time. Embrace the opportunity of more time to focus on your 10-year business plan, vision, strategic plan. Embrace the time to see the opportunity for increased and new revenue streams for your business. Take this time, take this opportunity to finish that book that you started. Take this time, take this opportunity to pray for one another, that we will be healed. Everyone's been going around quoting that familiar scripture in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who will call by my name, humble my, themselves and pray and fast and seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven and then I'll heal the land. We want the land to be healed. Take this time to fast, turn down your plates. Turn down the plates, not going to the store every single day when you're out of something, but taking the time to say, you know what, this is the time to fast. When's the last time you've been willing to sacrifice food, sacrifice the things that you love. Now is the time to do those things. Seize this opportunity, seize this opportunity to be a witness that, yeah, there's no Um, quote unquote formal church services going on all the time at a traditional building but you are the church you're the big C church the ecclesia be that in the kingdom for the glory of God even in your workplace thank God that you get to work from home it's not that I gotta stay here I get to so God I thank you that I get to sit behind zoom calls all day long sometimes but God just being thankful and having a heart of gratitude And um, for those of you who are um, going through grief and loss right now, um, being able to say thank you, God. Thank you for the life that I was able to touch, that life that showed me and taught me love. Thank you that I was able to witness that. Thank you that I can be the legacy. Carrier of that love. Thank you that I just had those moments and times, those years, whatever they were on earth with that person, that they intercepted my life. Thank you for those times. Thank you for these memories. And thank you that they do not die. But they who are in Christ still live on. So, God, thank you. Thank you for sorrow. Thank you for the comfort in sorrow. Thank you for the joy that comes indeed in the morning. So I pray that prayer for anyone listening on today that you belong safe in the arms of God and you will find joy in crisis. You will find Christ in the crisis, but call out to him, cry out to him. And if you don't know how to do that, if you want someone to help pray with you along the way, feel free to go to TableForOne.org. And that's Table, T-A-B-L-E-F-O-R, the number one dot org, or even see JoyMinistries.com. Because we, we're not on here just to do this. Um, we know we have a purpose. We know who we are. And... I love what I was led to write over 20 years ago in a journal. And I just tucked it away. And it said to heal the brokenhearted through writing, teaching, and speaking. I knew my life mission that long ago and just tucked it away in a little journal. But I don't want to have it just in a journal. It is for a now time. So if you do need a prayer, if you do need someone to encourage you, I admonish you to reach out to to those in your life or even Crystal Joy or myself and be encouraged. You belong right where you are, safe in his arms. Be blessed and keep your mind fixed on Jesus. Amen. That's all we have time for on today's episode of You Belong. As always, I'm your host, author D. Michelle, inviting you to reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at author D. Michelle, and that's Michelle with two L's. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at Know You Belong, and that's K N O W Y O U B E l-o-n-g. And remember, you belong.